Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you? Oh, nah, nah, what's me name? Pete Donaldson, wear it out if you want. <laughs> That's my new intro. What's me name? What's me name? It's from the Rihanna song. Uh, oh, nah, nah, what's me name? Oh, what's me name? Oh, nice. I hate that song. I can't remember what the rest why, of it is. Rihanna is a goddess. Know. Grow up. <laughs> you can't. She's t- all right. If you can't take me at my most Rihanna arenas, you can't have me at my most. I don't know. Girls aloudiness. What I want to know is how did that song come to your mind right then at the start of the podcast? How uh, does it work? How you, does your mind work? I'll tell you why. I tell you what, yeah, Chris. Um, I was trying to remember my own name, so uh, in my head I was going, "What's my name again? <laughs> what? what name shall I use this time?" The wacky world of Pete Donaldson, mm. ladies and gentlemen. How? Yeah. How you been doing? What's been going down? Good. Um, I. I have got a new way of learning Japanese vocabulary that's not working very well. Um, <sighs> basically, I've put... You know, I sort of said that um, I put, like, Japanese vocabulary on the shower curtain uh, and look at it through the yes. window. That really works. I learned yeah. furui yesterday, which means old, I believe. Uh, that's right. And I think... And I remember it because furutsu is, like, a kind of ro- romanized version of uh, fruit uh, or uh, the Correct, Japanese yeah. word. Yes. Um, so I was thinking old fruit, furui furutsu, so... That's got me remembering wow. that. and uh, Maybe you could patent this technology, mm, this, this groundbreaking idea of the, vocabulary through cur- shower curtains. Yeah, why don't we have that? Like a little sucker that sticks on the other side of the uh, glass shower curtain um, and then you just put like vocabulary or anything you need to learn really on the other side. But I think like a little kind of few Japanese flashcards would be amazing. Because everybody like gets excited about languages nowadays. You could have like a full set of different languages. Nobody steal my what? idea. <laughs> I've already pit- <laughs> by mean, the time we listen to this, we record a couple in advance, so I've already patented it, yeah? Yeah, good point. Someone might nick this groundbreaking mm. idea. Um, how do you decide what words you want to learn? Like, why did why, oh, yeah. why did that come um, Because I think just, um, I was going for a lot of nouns and stuff, but also, like, uh, just rem- trying to remember things, remembering things like uh, umbrella. They're the sort of words, and, and window. Casa. Yeah, casa. And mado, is it? Window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maddo's window. Um, and uh, shop eye, salty. 
Can, I love that word. Yeah, I love it. Shop eye. Shop eye, because it reminds me of boobs. Shop eye. <laughs> Salty boobs. Um, yeah, so uh, that, that's how I've been. So basically, I've, got, um, I've also got um, some words um, stuck to some pieces of paper that you put on a key ring. I bought it from the um, Japanese shop around the corner. Yeah. Uh, these little things that you really popular just, here. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Good idea. It's groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. I mean, I used digital flashcards, mm. um, but there is something quite cool about just having cards on a keyring, flicking through them. I used to do, when I went to um, like Nomikai, mm. Japanese kind of work parties, Enkai, uh, I would take, I would write down like, lots of key phrases that I could pr- use to get conversations going, right. conversation starters. Yeah. And I'd write them down on the little bits of card on the keyring. And then in between the meal and the drinks, I would sneak off to the toilet and just <laughs> read through a few questions, kind of... Uh, get them in my mind and yeah. then I'd go out and mix with people and uh, yeah that was my secret of success oh nice early on. so now stuff on card people who listen to the Abroad Japan podcast can write what do you think of Pete's great vocabulary learning idea that involves a shower curtain <laughs> that's a great <laughs> conversation starter imagine getting that question called exactly mm. it would change the game Pete game changer and it's good that you should uh, bring up the vocabulary as well we brought back this week by popular request ladies and gentlemen we've brought back speedy vocabulary uh, <laughs> after the kind of before the questions and after the news we'll now be bringing back vocabulary and teaching Pete and you guys some new oh. words because everybody's been wanting it yeah. everybody's been missing it the I last mean, few weeks I mean to be honest the vocabulary that um, I presume you're going to be doing this week not the most useful in daily life would you say <laughs> so be careful what you wish for, guys. <laughs> Could work. Maybe. Um, but before we jump into this week's news topic, uh, which involves rockets and excitement... Rockets! Uh, a lot of people have been asking... A lot of people have been asking uh, if there's going to be podcasts during the upcoming cycle. Mm. Uh, because I'm going to be cycling away for four or five weeks. Um, but there are going to be podcasts, aren't there, Pete? They yes, are. there are. Because we do um, record one in advance, or sometimes, occasionally, if we get lucky, uh, two in advance, just simply because our schedules dictate. I mean, mainly Chris's. I'm very available. I don't have much on, but Chris is a very, very busy man, so we occasionally uh, manage to record a couple in advance. Uh, we should be covered for the first half of the cycle, and then I'm going to be out uh, seeing Chris in the cycle, and uh, hopefully, uh, off-air, Chris made the point that uh, he's going to take advantage of me being there. Uh, which is a, a harrowing <laughs> sentence to hear from any friend. Um, so you made it. You made it sound far more sinister than it actually. <laughs> I'm going to take but advantage of you, Pete. You said, and then I had some lip <laughs> smacking. I didn't say it in that kind of sinister tone of voice. And then though, you did that, that father beans voice. speech from uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be recording in advance and recording Pete while he's there. So mm. there will be podcasts. This train don't stop ever. No. Whatever happens. Uh, even the time I wasn't here, Pete pretended to be me or, or like we, we kind of got around it anyway. Yeah. So it'll be fine. Don't worry. Lovely old job. There'll always be podcasts. Um, so this week's topic is, of course... Uh, a Japanese billionaire, Yusuke Maizawa, uh, is to be launched into space by the Big Falcon rocket. Elon Musk announced it uh, a few days ago. It's very exciting. I didn't even know who Yusuke Maizawa was mm. when, I first, uh, when I first heard his name. I did think, I mean, let's get the elephant out of the room first. I did think it, someone might have been taking the mick, given his name was Yusuke, uh, which <laughs> is a name I've never even heard. In like, With Suck. all the 
yeah. thousands of teachers, all the thousands of students I've taught over the years, I have never heard the name Yusa. <laughs> um, but it is a real name. And he is a real billionaire. Yeah. Um, he is a billionaire who founded a company called, uh, what was it called? It's Zozo, Zozo Town. It's a fashion mm. online retailer. He's worth about $3.5 billion. Uh, and he has a reputation for being into his artwork. He got a reputation a few years ago when he dropped $150 million on a single piece of artwork oh. by, I think it was Jean-Michel... Basquat, Basquit, I can't, I can't pronounce that last no, name. No, I, I wouldn't but, know who he was, to be honest. It's terrible that I don't know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well done yeah, for you him. Sh- you should, something you should definitely know. Mm. But uh, yeah, they estimate, it's, it's, secret, it's a secret how much he's put towards the cost of the journey. The, uh, the Big Falcon rocket <laughs> is said to cost $5 billion to uh, produce, and apparently you suckers put towards maybe 5% of the cost, which uh. are around $250 million. But it's not been formally announced. That's just speculation. Chump change. Um, chump change to a man worth $3.5 mm. But most excitingly of all, he's vowed to take six to eight artists on the journey with him uh, because he thinks it's a great opportunity to uh, get in, get people inspired. And apparently if he takes the artist up to the moon, maybe they'll be inspired to create some sort of groundbreaking artwork that will get people wanting to go into space. So kind of ties in nicely with Elon Musk's grand plan to send everyone to Mars. Um, but yeah, I think it's very exciting. What a great kind of guy to go up there. Fair play to him. Don't know if I could, don't know if I'd have the balls to do it. That's a, but it, it, I, I sort of um, trust the scientists and uh, engineers implicitly, but um, it's one of those situations where what if you just got stuck? You'd, you'd be relying on like sort of NASA to mount a really quick kind of, you know, mission to get to the moon and then back again to rescue these poor astronauts. Oh, it would be like the most tense mission. And the second mission that Elon Musk has, uh, you know, rescue mission that Elon Musk has uh, involved in, sort of, uh, mm. after his failed um, mission to get those kids out of that cave and then he accused um, one of the dives oh, of being yeah. a pedophile. <laughs> God, so it's, uh, I know. Stop I, biftering. Big... Get put the bifter down. Honestly, I know, right? I'm a big Elon Musk fan. Um, I have met him. For those of you that are listening, you don't know that I did meet Elon oh, Musk. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I gave him, I gave him a, his birthday cake about ten years ago when I was working as a like as a uh, waiter or in hospitality. I don't mm. like the word waiter, even though I definitely was a waiter. <laughs> uh, I, I was working in hospitality and. Uh, yeah, he had his birthday at this castle where I worked, and I was tasked with bringing out his birthday cake, which was shaped like a Falcon Nine rocket. Yeah, I didn't. I kind of knew who he was back then because I was into my business. I loved entrepreneurs, uh, and I knew he'd founded PayPal and uh, SpaceX and Tesla. All of my other colleagues had no idea who he was. They just referred to him as some American billionaire. <laughs> but I was. It was really, you know, awesome. I didn't even get to talk to him apart from "Happy Birthday, Mr. Musk," and then when I slammed the cake down before him. Yeah, um, just put the but yeah, down. so I've always, <laughs> I've <laughs> always felt down. a kind of uh, some sort of connection to him as mm. a result of that. Well, I'm, like, like I basically, he's feel a- like I. And a part of his success. Mm. He's uh, his um, business practices. I mean, much like any uh, entrepreneur or anyone who works in Silicon Valley, uh, I, I, I worry for their uh, employees. Um, I find him quite troubling at times. But you know, there's not many people uh, like him. So 
Good on him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, it's nice. It would be nice to see somebody back on the moon. Yeah, I, I have faith that he'll do it. I mean, he has. He tends to have pretty lofty goals, but mm. he tends to come through at the same time, just a bit later than expected. This mission is supposed to happen in 2023, mm. uh, so you've got five years to get there. But the rocket, the big Falcon rocket, or big fucking rocket, I think it's an acronym, BFR, it's kind of an uh. inside joke that everyone knows. Uh, big fucking rocket is supposed to be in development and it's it's kind of going along nicely so it does feel like it's within range of actually happening five years mm. um but i still wouldn't have the confidence i mean so i mean you suck my hours taking six to eight artists with him musicians painters um what if pete donaldson mm. he decided to take one of the top radio djs in the uk <gasps> uh, which is you and <laughs> yes. and you found yourself being asked along on this journey to inspire a generation. Would you say yes? Uh, yes, I would, um, for the simple reason that I am furious that no astronaut has ever tried to jump over another astronaut on the moon. Well, uh, it, uh, you you would do this? I would you try would... and leap over another astronaut, another artist, another radio DJ, whoever found themselves on the moon. Right. I would take a running, bouncing jump and see if I could do a full somersault, possibly double somersault, uh, over that person. And that would be your artistic (laughs) gift to the world. Yeah, that would be so cool. (laughs) No one's... Like, I've never done a bicycle kick in a football match, but I could do one on the moon, I reckon. I wouldn't, like, sort of, you know, pull my shoulder out a joint if I landed on it. (laughs) To be fair... If I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good pitch. Mm. Um, why are we going to have these musicians making beautiful songs about the moon? Yeah, painters painting the moon up against the world, the, uh, the like against the earth. There's just going to be you doing jumps <laughs> over people. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't even. I don't think they're actually landing on the moon, though. I think oh. they're going around it. What? Well, what's the point? Ah, get him on get the nice get him on the <laughs> get him on the moon. How tantalising! You just sort of you're I'm going. Certain they're not landing on it. Ah, no, what? That's not fair, then, is it? They were they were giving it the big licks about um, only you know two dozen people have ever been to the moon. Nineteen seventy two, the last time we visited them. I want them walking on the moon. I want those guys walking on the moon. It's it's so tantalising. Like it's right outside your window, and you can't sort of just you know set foot. Oh, true. I'd be pulling the emergency I mean, cord. Let me off. Get me on this moon. Yeah, that could be problematic. But I think it's a lot harder to land on the moon than it is to just simply fly around it. Mm, um, true. Yeah, I'm pretty certain they're not landing on it. Okay. I'd blow but it still, up still, going around it... it I'm not saying that wouldn't be amazingly cool, yeah. But uh, we're sort of in the... You know, it's just a little bit further than what they did before, I suppose. Have they successfully launched something yet? Because they had some bother, didn't they, um, last couple of years? SpaceX. Been, yeah, cause there's been a couple of um, explosions and stuff. Yeah, I think last year, was either last year or the year before, a satellite got blown up, a mm. Facebook satellite. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg was too happy about that. But they have successfully Ooh, delivered intense. things to the International Space Station. They've right. never launched a human being mm. yet, uh, but that is on the cards, I think, for early next year. Uh, so it's a pretty big leap to get a human on a rocket and launch it. You might uh, say it's a giant Part leap. of me, well, part of me does think, is, is Yusuk Maizawa really going to go into space? You know, it probably is. But still, you could say yes, pay all the money, get this amazing publicity, and when the time comes, just sort of say, oh, no, my, oh, my knees. leg hurts now, <laughs> I can't go. 
having enjoyed literally billions of dollars of free publicity for five years. I can't help but draw a parallel with your cycle ride, uh, Chris. Is that what you're planning on doing? <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> to be fair, me cycling 2,000 kilometres is probably <laughs> less likely to successfully Chris happen X. than sending can a we, big can Falcon we, rocket around the moon. Can we call this whole thing Chris X? With the fal- the Falcon yes. rocket, we'll call you. We need to name your bike. That's what we need to do. We need to come up with a name yeah. for like. We need to call it like a trusty something or other, like your trusty steed. You need you need to name it. So you know, get in touch. <laughs> At a yeah. Japan, let's go up with some names, people. That's right. That could be the uh, the listeners' contribution. If you're listening to this mm. and you want to name my bike. Give me some ideas. Send, send in your ideas to broadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And Let's make this happen. And the support car and all of your baggage and your energy gel pouches and your LucasAids and your Picari sweats <laughs> and you've got to name everything. Do it. Yay. What I like... What I like about this Yusuke Maizawa character, though, is he seems very cool. Like, he... I feel like he's a uh, part of that Japanese stereotype where you have this sort of mad scientist or gaming figure like i was recently watching this new show on netflix called maniac with uh jonah hill oh and yes. emma Stone. crikey what's her name you've yes you've probably interviewed her haven't you uh no never done either of them weirdly enough because they're oh. they're about my level i'd say not my level but like as in <laughs> they're in about your level. they're in films that will be advertised on radio which are usually slightly underwhelming films <laughs> right but in this um, in this TV show Maniac, there there's a kind of a mad scientist figure, <laughs> and he's me. just randomly Japanese. Oh right, yeah. Similar to if you watch something like uh, Black Mirror, mm. well, again on Netflix, they kind of got a, a mad Japanese gaming entrepreneur mm. who's clearly modelled on sort of Hideo Kojima. Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a stereotype that a lot of Japanese guys, kind of businessmen, gamers scientists are all kind of a bit wacky or something yeah I'd, might just I mean, be me making that up but it does feel like often if you need someone who's a bit of an eccentric figure mm. just make them into a japanese guy who's slightly <laughs> eccentric and mental yeah but i mean they're exciting and they're cool at the same time so it kind of ticks a load of boxes because i mean you you have these characters in in england and they're like you know james dyson or something <laughs> they're like they're quite dull <laughs> characters they're a bit brexit a yeah exactly it's true true i mean Yusuke Maizawa is a bit of a kind of wacky character himself. He doesn't fit the sort of Japanese. What's the phrase I'm looking for? He doesn't. He's not kind of. He does stand out, right? Yeah. You know, he doesn't conform to the stereotype. Well, he's a multi-billionaire. He to the normal way of doing things. <laughs> he's a multi-billionaire, but he also skipped college and moved to California, where he kind of started a rock band, and then he got into making his e-commerce company from there. Mm. Um, so he's taken a kind of unconventional route, shall we say? In contrast to most Japanese guys. So, I mean, fair dues. He's only yeah. 42 as well. He's probably got 50 years of this in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But fair play to him. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Fucking horrible. Oh. <laughs> wow. And that takes us now. To speedy vocabulary, Yay. the much-awaited segment, back from the dead. One small step for vocabulary. Absolutely, and our first word is moon. Ooh. Given that uh, they are going to the moon, or around the moon, mm. I figured that'd be the first word. And all these words relate to space in some way, but ah. yeah, the first word, moon. What is it, Mr Donaldson? Not a clue. <laughs> you don't know? No, not a clue, actually, no, I don't know this one at all. It is uh, ski, T S U K I, ski. Yeah, ski. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, um, Yusak um, is actually Yusaku, <laughs> but nobody ever sort of uses the U, do they? They sort of go Yusak with a slight, yeah, and a with, slight. That's right. You don't pronounce the, the U heavily. Yeah, yeah. yeah so ski. Uh, I mean, ski, ski. You see the word. The word moon is actually in uh, quite a lot of vocabulary. For example, we use it in months. Might ski means every month. Ah, there's lots of uses for it. But uh, yeah, ski. What about rocket? Well, you, you can. Re- I think you can remember because ski means um, lovable, doesn't it? Or, or likable? Or I like. Well, ski. ski yeah, ski. that's that's S U K I. Just add a T. Just add a T kind on the end. Just t- add the T at the start. You'll be fine. Exactly. That could be your meme. Could be your <laughs> mnemonic for remembering that word. Yeah. What about rocket? Um. I think if I was going to be a betting person, and I'm not, let's face it, um, I would probably say that this is probably just Rocketto or something like that. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Rocketto. I never sort of know what the, what the rules are with, when they sort of convert um, English words into Japanese um, and they write it out with Romaji and stuff. Like, why not Rocketu rather, or Rocketa rather than Rocketo? It, I, I, I never understand why they go for a certain... The yeah, Rocketo. Rocketo! Rolls off the tongue. Rocketo. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess rocket would have been a big thing in the 20th century. Yeah. And so, and the Japanese didn't invent rockets. Uh, so they would have borrowed that word. So it's a foreign borrowed word. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, easy one there. And yeah. you can, it's used in lots of ways. Like rocket, I think rocket launcher is just rocket or rancher. rancher. Nice. Rocket or rancher. <laughs> Lovely. I might be wrong there. That does sound a bit off, actually. <laughs> I need to look that up. But yeah, rocket or, remember that. That'll come in handy one day. Uh, and what about space? Do you know the word for space? Uh, uchu. Uchu. Good. Yeah. How do you know that? Um, it's, one, it's, it's one of my nouns. One of my few nouns I know. <laughs> Whacked on the shower curtain. Next to window and umbrella. <laughs> is this, has this genuinely made your curtain list? My curtain list? I mean, it, well, it, no, no, it's a, no, I think I learned it in, uh, in uh, one of my many books I bought and then never read. Got through the first few uh, pages and then it was just like, oh, everything's in Hiragana, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an easy one. Uchu, Uchu. The uh, chew is elongated, so mm. it's U-C-H-U-U is the best way to remember that. Um, what about, what if, let's let's see how smart you are. What about Uchu Jin? What do you think Uchu that means? Jin. Uchu Jin. Well, Iglesia Jin des is, I am an English person. Um, so I would yep. say, and um, yeah, Jin is person. So um, space person. That's adorable. Alien. Space person. Oh, yeah. it shows you how lo- what I like about the Japanese language is it's very logical. Yeah. Right. Once you learn like one thing, you yeah. can quickly it all comes together like a puzzle. Mm. With Uchujin, yeah, it does mean space person, alien. Yudusujin, uh, British person. Gaijin, foreign foreigner, foreign person. Uchujin, alien. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Japanese language it all comes together rather nicely, and so that's what makes it so fun to learn and to put it on your shower curtain. <laughs> uh, all of Quite the all right. of the sharpie uh, uh, ink keeps on going on my shower curtain. I was like, oh, probably going to lose my deposit for <laughs> that. Never mind. Oh, it's worth it to learn the word shopai. <laughs> Absolutely, that's the word of the week. Shopai. So shopai means salty. Mm, so salty and uh, spicy is karai. Is it? Yes. It is, yeah, yeah, good. There when we we're go. when we're making our videos, when you're along on the cycle, you'll have to word drop with shopai somewhere. <laughs> Maybe go to like some ramen shop and you eat it, and you're like, oh, I should call it a shopai. Then. <laughs> Shall we do some questions from the fax machine, Chris? Yes. Ooh what la have we got la. going on in the fax machine today, Mr. Donaldson? We have got an email from uh, James in Melbourne, Australia. We do get a lot of Australian uh, missives, dispatches. Love it to have you along, guys. Um, yeah, they're obviously... Australia and Sweden mm. and America. Big talk. The big, big three, guys. Um, I usually listen to your pod... <laughs> I usually listen to your podcast in the mornings when I'm making breakfast my un- for my ungrateful whining children. <laughs> Either that or I... <laughs> that's the best line I've ever so heard nice. in, a, in a question that's been sent in. <laughs> Either that or I listen to it when I'm running an errand for the aforementioned whining children. It brings a small glimmer of uh, exoticism uh, into my otherwise banal days to be in Melbourne listening to two English blokes talk about Japan. What a time to be alive! Uh, on to my question. I visited Japan about uh, 10 years ago, and at the time I paid for everything in cash. Since then, uh, with the rise of tap-and-go payments in Australia, I hardly ever use cash. I know that Japan has been relatively slow to take up those kind of payments, but will I still need to get thousands of yen out of the cash machine at the airport as soon as I arrive? Thanks for everything, says James. Will he need to get what a lot of going? cash out? Now, I, uh, my friend is who's going out, um, or basically a friend of a friend uh, texts me saying, will I, I've got like this Wii card thing, which I think is like one of those kind of foreign debit cards uh, that you can sort of put mm. a load of money on and just get stuff out. Uh, can I use that abroad? Can I use that there? And I was like, well, it's a MasterCard, so you could probably use it in a load of um, 
department stores. But other than that, mm-hmm. you just need a lot of cash, mate. Just You may as well grab as much cash as you can possibly imagine. Yeah, I think Japan's still a bit behind. Like, mm. when I go back to the UK, it's a miracle when I can just use my Visa card, right? You just tap yeah. it and it's like instant payment done. In Japan, it's getting there. I think uh, my friend Ryotaro, he often uses his phone, which is a Suica card on the phone. Like, it's got a... Oh, nice. What's it called? NFC chip? Yes. Is it an F- NFC chip? Mm. Uh, so you can just tap your phone against the Suica card reader. And in Japan, you can pay for most things with a Suica card uh, in a lot of little... Convenience stores, mm. I mean, if you catch the train, you use your Suica card. If you go into a convenience store to buy something, again, you can use the Suica card. Also, vending machines, it's very handy yeah. as well. So just buy a Suica card mm. and top it up with some money. But typically, in Japan, most people do carry up to $500 in cash at any one time. Like, it's always... Uh, I was I was out with a, a friend of mine, a Japanese friend, the other night, and he opened his wallet, and there was like $2,000 in there in, like, notes. <laughs> and he looked like... It looked very exciting and fun. Like it looked like a gangster can I, or something. Can I guess? But, was that the guy who I met when I was over in Japan, Chris, who had the money in his wallet? That's right. The guy that lavished premium sushi upon you. Yes. Okay. Top man. One of my best friends. He's yeah. such a don. I want to be him. Such a. He is pretty damn cool. Most people carry that kind of cash yeah. around on them. Massively. Yeah. yeah. I, I. You know. I'm. So, I'm usually walking down the street with at least. You know, 400, uh, well, probably about 350 quid in my pocket, just simply because it's just... Mark Pete Donaldson. Yo, I'm Pete Donaldson. You never know when you're going to, you know, make it rain. <laughs> but, uh, yes. yeah, it's 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 yes, just, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like I, I always take a ridiculous amount of holiday money out. I always spend it. I'm always left with uh, 100 yen... Um, uh, coins though so if you can get rid of those as soon as you can that's the that's the big deal isn't it just getting rid of all the if well, you're just on holiday just getting rid of all of the coins well if you do have lots of coins you can What a good thing to do is to take your Suica card put it in the machine mm. and then just top it up with, top all, it up with all the spare coins yeah that's it takes a good like, idea yeah. yeah it takes up like 10 yen yeah. coins so you accumulate a lot of coinage yeah. when you're travelling around Japan so just whack it all onto your Suica card oh. and it becomes a lot easier way of carrying all that loose change around right I must admit I um, when I got my Japanese um, railway pass um, it's one of those things where you can buy that before you get to Japan. Actually, that's the only way you can buy it um, outside Japan or, or, or in certain areas. Mm, true. Um, but you can also buy Suica cards as well. So I picked up my, a cheeky Suica card uh, loaded with twenty, well, twenty dollars worth of uh, credit. And uh, what I'll do is, yeah, what I'll do is at the airport, I'll just change all my bits and just you know put it on a Suica card. Lovely old job. Put it on the cheeky Suica. The cheeky Suica. Name it. Yeah. Cheeky, cheeky Suica. No cheeky Suica. <laughs> But we we discovered um, well, back at, back in a couple of episodes ago that um, I thought it, why did they not mention that Suica means watermelon? Um, but apparently, isn't it? It's it's the word card ka and sui, which is the onomatopoeic noise for like a swish sort of noise, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, I didn't oh. I didn't know that either. We got we got we're learning. There. We're learning. My, my Japanese knowledge got shamed there. <laughs> um, on the subject of money, we've got a question here from Paul. Mm. Uh, he says, Hello, Chris and Pete. I've been listening to the podcast whilst walking around Tokyo and Kyoto for the last few weeks to ensure the full 4D experience. <laughs> uh, I changed up my money before I came over and was given some 2,000 yen notes. Every single time I've used them to pay... Uh, one one of the people I've handed it to has gone pretty much batshit mental. <laughs> Through many broken conversations, I've worked out that these 2,000 yen notes are pretty rare and most people have only ever seen one or two. Uh, I would like to know how long they've been around and why are these things so unusual. Cheers, Paul. I, um, I had that, actually, when I came to Japan six years ago when I changed up all my money 
and I arrived here, I had quite a few 2,000 yen notes. It turns out the, te- the 2,000 yen notes are only really used overseas ah. um, in currency converter places. Mm. You nev- I've never seen one since then. Yeah, I, I, only when yes. I changed the money abroad. That's true, actually. I've um, never been given one as changed. Change and yeah, I, I think mm. I've had a couple getting changed. I might ask for some this time. <laughs> I might go to the House well, of Hanover in London, which is where I get all my uh, Japanese currency because they do a pretty good conversion rate. Uh, and I might ask specify some mm. two thousand thousand nuts. <laughs> you should, but then you can't spend them. You've got to keep them. I, my friend was when I when I showed it, my friend was mind blown. He was like, <laughs> "Wow, my god, we never see those. You should keep it." And I was like, "Yeah." And then I spent it the next day on some fried chicken and then quickly realised, bugger, why did I use that? I could have just used another note. But could no, you not sell it to someone over in Japan? Could you not get a 2,000 yen note and sell it to someone in Japan you, and go, I want 25,000, 2,500? I'm fairly sure that's illegal, but uh, you could certainly what? try. Nuts. But actually, when you come on the cycle, Pete, try and bring some 2,000 yen notes. We could put it in a video. Okay, okay. Really cool and I'll, clever. I'll do my best. Do the man who's on the 1,000 yen notes, I think... He's a man who's got some beautiful hair. Like, if you if you Google 1,000 yen note, uh, he's got some beautiful hair. I think he might have either eradicated or discovered syphilis. Yeah. Out of, one of, his, out of a lot of his um, other um, achievements. I think one of the things that he that he did was, I think he discovered or, or, or possibly cured syphilis. So it's, it's, a, it's a rather a strange thing to have on your, you know, your main kind of, like, note. It's like having... <laughs> Someone who eradicated some, some clap or something on, on the ten pound note or something. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Fact of the day. Fact of the day. Well, it's not fact of the day. It's uh, half remembered piece of small trivia of the day. Uh, Dylan from Johannesburg in South Africa. <laughs> I've got a change in Johannesburg to go to Zimbabwe uh, next week. Very confusing. Um, how's it, nice Chris one. and Pete? Um, how's it? Uh, I was listening to the latest podcast while going to go skydiving this weekend. Holy moly. And notice the following continuity error. A week back, Chris mentioned his favourite Bond movie was You Only Live Twice. We're talking about Hermeji Castle. However, this week that's changed from, uh, from Russia with Love when talking about trains. So which is it, Chris? What made it funny was shortly after Chris mentioned how, uh, uh Risotto changed his mind on his favourite mackerel. Um, best of luck for the cycle and your search for a comfortable saddle. Looking forward to the daily videos. Um, yeah, Dylan, you've pointed out a glaring bit of continuity on Chris's behalf. What did you do? What have you done, Chris? What have you done with your I... James Bond love? It's true, isn't it? Mm. I think my favourite James Bond movie is actually Casino Royale, so I'm going to right. change it again. <laughs> uh, I think From Russia With Love is the most James Bond film ever made, uh, just because it's got a very nice kind of... It's very much just based on... James Bond being a spy. There isn't even that much action apart from mm. a sequence on a train. Like, it's just very kind of a nice traditional spy film. And I love it for that. Mm. You Only Live Twice is the complete antithesis to that. They've got a, the villain has his, his base in a volcano in Kagoshima, a massive, massive set. And there's like thousands of people roping down from the ceiling into the base to blow it up at the end, <laughs> uh, which is mocked, of course, in The Simpsons. You only, you only move twice. Um, but I think Casino Royale. With Daniel Craig is actually my favourite Bond film. I always I love watching it over and over every year, um, just because I think it gets the right kind of combination of action and being a spy film. Mm. And the villain's really cool. Le Chief is really good. I love the poker scenes. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just a very epic film, and mm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's probably I my too. favourite Bond film. I, th- I think I, so, I, I was I, I'm not a great lover of uh, James Bond, but I think yeah, the first couple of Craig ones are pretty decent, aren't they? Yeah, I think ticked all the right boxes. I wasn't mm. a fan of the last one. Um, Skyfall was good, 
but the last one, what was it called? Spectre. That was it. Oh, that was, I thought it was rubbish. I had to. I, 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 I had to watch that for a um, for a James Bond podcast I was appearing on because, quite frankly, Chris, I don't do enough podcasts, and uh, uh, I. <laughs> No. Spent seven ninety nine on the standard definition version because I was watching it on my little projector in my bedroom, and uh, the HD version is exactly the same price. Furious! <laughs> wow, there you go. Mm, there oh, I go. must say, I'm I'm excited by the people that have sent questions in this week. We've got we've got Dylan who was off doing a skydive, yeah, uh, and just suddenly came up with that idea for a question, and James with his uh, with his terrible children, his ungrateful whining children. <laughs> A few weeks ago, I asked you guys to send in your questions and paint a picture of the situation or the scenario in which you listen to them. And mm. thank you for doing that. Uh, a lot of the recent emails that have come in through the fax machine have actually been pretty funny to read just by hearing the different places you uh, <laughs> you watch them from, uh, you listen to them from. But, um, of course, do send in your questions to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next Wednesday to discuss yet more stuff about Japan. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be listening from, have a great week, and we'll see you then. Fare thee well. Bye. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.